All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Oilers Nation After Dark begins now. Hello, everybody. The roller coaster that is being an Edmonton Oilers fan was out in full force tonight. Hello and welcome to Oilers Nation After Dark, live from the Sports Closet Studio, where I saw our YouTube chat. It was it was bumping during that game right there. It started out pretty negative. And when the sweet, sweet Prince Sam Gagne started burying Patrick, they all started flying in the chat. And I think everybody wanted to get a piece of it. It was quite the game. We will unpack everything that went down in front of us. What a third period. My heart is still just beating out of its chest right now. It was an absolutely, <sighs> oh, it was something else, Pat. It was, honestly. I, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into it, <laughs> but one of the Better losses? Does it, is is it a, is it a moral victory? I mean, it really wasn't. Once again, we have shot the shit out of him tonight. Did we get goalied again? Question mark. I don't know if I'd necessarily call it being goalied because Sam Gagne was able to slip a couple right. past him, but it was quite the night. I see a lot of people in here said what it was going. Come on, gags, get the hattie. Scotty ninety one oh, said he's already the most valuable player on this team. I, I mean, tonight that. he was. It all changed when Sam Gagne decided to get in the game, and that third period was electric. And speaking of electric, tonight's guest, the one, the only, the man who stepped up for me tonight because Zach Lang, shout out Zach, he was a little little down the dumps, but the bagged milk is here. Ladies and gentlemen, he's laying down in his bed. He's got his head on his pillow. How are we doing BM? I, I, I kind of am with Patrick. I, I kind of want to, I don't want to be mad about that loss, but I'm mad about the loss. I, I just feel hurt. I feel torn. 
I don't know how to feel just now. It's making me upset. And uh, that's life as an Oilers fan so far. Seventh loss in nine games. So it's weird. I don't want to look at silver linings. They don't pay the bills. But all of a sudden, here I am cheering for a silver lining on a night against the Dallas. <laughs> a team I've hated since the mid-90s. Come on. Yeah, it's one thing losing any team, losing the Dallas Stars. I know we're not still huge rivals. I still just hate. I despise their colors. But a lot of people in here uh, agreeing with that sentiment. Bag milk. Kimberly said, I don't hate this lost this loss. Honestly, it feels like a small step forward. I use the word moral victory, which I don't want to. I don't want to be the moral victory guy, but we're kind of we're kind of backed into a corner here. But in my opinion, once you outshoot a team 41-25, there's a lot to be happy with. There was a lot that went down, which we will unpack the further we go in. Bag milk. How was your evening watching the game? Did you have a little red wine lifestyle with you this evening? I had a little glass of red wine. It was nice. You know, I was celebrating Sam Gagne's return, third tour of duty. I was excited. We were all excited. Going up against the Dallas Stars. Boys started off well. You know, I thought they had a really nice start. Ultimately, they couldn't score more than the one goal of Vander Kane. Red hot, this guy. But um, I didn't know Scott Wedgwood was going to be the the thing that st- stood between me and happiness. The Oilers outshot the Stars 13 to 9, feeling good in the first period. It was tie game after 20 minutes. I was like, all right, we're doing this. Okay, we're building on the Calgary win. We're doing something. Not just against a terrible, shitty Calgary team, but doing it against the Stars. And I was excited. And then things just went downhill as I believe we did get goalied. And it hurts me because that is another example of a backup goalie looking like a Vezina candidate against the Oilers. And it's driving me bananas. Years of this now, Aaron. Years of this. Driving bananas is a good way to put it. The Oilers had so many good chances in high danger areas. We just could not finish it. Whether it's in front of the net battling Connor Brown. Oh, we lost a forward today too. Kind of funny to think about all the wave, all the wave Connor Brown talk that was going into before this game. Well, he might've just waved himself. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how injured he is, but that wasn't good. He had a chance early when Wedgwood. That tweet from Garrett is just rude. It's mean. It's diabolical. I like it. I was texting our buddy Tyler Uremchuk during the game and he texted. And he said, man, I'm getting absolutely roasted over this Connor Brown thing. And then Connor Brown gets injured, tries to come back. He did a little on the ice there for the intermission. His face showed that there was something going on and we didn't get to see him again. We also didn't get to see a lot of Philip Broberg because boy, oh boy, was that play pretty bad. And uh, you know what? Here, let's get into it right now with the crown Royal scoring summary. Oh, I need some crown Royal after this one. It's so up and down being an Oilers fan, but crown Royal is just up, 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 baby. There's no downer with them. They are the best mix it with anything. You're going to have yourself a great time. But as you said, Bia, the Oilers, they started out. I thought pretty good. There was also a moment very early that Stuart Skinner came out of his net to play the puck and he messed it up. (laughs) And I was ready to freak out right there. Did you see that bag milk? I just, I I was stressing out in the first period because again, it was one of those nights where they started off. Well, everything was going their way in the terms of the the play was just flowing their way. And you're like, okay, if the Oilers just keep doing this, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Mistake here. And you're like, okay, I can let it roll off my back. I can let it roll off my back. <laughs> Stu goes on a little adventure and you're like, all right, it worked out. We're okay. It could roll off my back. And then they just couldn't get the second goal after Kane tied things up. And it just, 
Uh, We're talking about another silver lining, Aaron, and it hurts my feelings. It really does. There was a moment in the first period, speaking of Sam Gagne, it only got better, but uh, he sprung Dylan Holloway on a breakaway. And that was just like the picture I had in my mind of old dude helping young dude. I thought Dylan Holloway was going to bury that one on the breakaway. It does not happen. But the first goal was, of course, scored by Matt Duchesne. We were chirping their third line. I said if this was seven years ago, that would be one hell of a line. Well, Matt Duchesne was able to get on the board. It was it was kind of a weird play because Scott Wedgwood was behind his own net. He messed up playing the puck. The Oilers weren't able to score. Puck comes back our way. Cody Cece pinches. Bad pitch. Absolutely burned. Puck goes back the other way. An odd man rush, which is a big theme tonight. And then Darnell Nurse is hung out to dry. I was laughing because I was, I'm sure somebody's going to find a way to blame that one on Darnell. That's all on Cody Cece for, for me. It was a brutal pinch BM. It was brutal. It was even like Nuge wide open net. Couldn't bury it. I couldn't talk it. I don't know what's going on. Nuge had back-to-back points, like points and back-to-back games, I should say, but he cannot buy a goal right now. Needed to tuck that one in. And then of course, of course, the hockey gourds, they turn it around the other way. Terrible pinch by CC at the blue line. Duchesne comes in and buries it. I mean, I'd also argue that I'd like Stu to save that one maybe just one time. I'd like to see that happen from time to time. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers, but I guess I'm getting to that point now where i'm just kind of begging for someone to do something right yeah i'm i'm definitely a beggar i'm curious to ask you because while the play was going on darnell clearly laid down was taking away the pass and was giving skinner a clear shot at the save pat i even yelled let him let him take it let him take it let him take it (laughs) then he sniped it and i said don't let him take it don't let him take it but i felt that that's how you're supposed to play that one because skinner was looking dead on on it he just wasn't necessarily hugging his post right yeah Agreed. Nailed it. Yeah, it was pretty, be- uh, pretty sucked. I'm just, I'm choking over my own words here, but the hockey gods give us the hockey gods take it the way they gave us a little something, something when Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Pat executed the greatest slide tackle I've ever seen in hockey before. I was very confused how mm-hmm. that wasn't offsides. It was because Pavelski brought the puck back over, but boom, Nuge somehow falls down. The puck ends up on a Vander Kane stick and bing, he rips that one into the back of the net. Evander Kane stays absolutely red hot. It was nice to see. I had confidence at that point, BM. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously a planned play by Ryan Nugent Hopkins. They drew that one up. Uh, just exactly as they would have expected it to go. It was, yeah, Evander Kane has been obviously the Oilers' best forward for a handful of games now. He got demoted. Remember, we were watching the game at the office last Saturday or whatever that was, two Saturdays ago when he got demoted to the third line. Said the thing he said to Scott Oak. Everybody was rattled about it. Everybody was mad about it. Everybody was like, Evander Kane's whining. He got sent down on the third line. I was like, you know what? I'm glad he's pissed off. Somebody's got to be pissed off. And you know what? The answer is it looks like it turned him around a little bit because he's hot. He's got points in you know consecutive games here. He had a multi-point game against Calgary. Did the same tonight. So Evander Kane is the best forward right now for the Oilers and they need some more guys to kind of match that energy. Yeah, I think that's every person in Edmonton would agree with that. Evander Kane is the best Edmonton Oiler right now. For me, that includes Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. BM, we were talking before. I still don't think McDavid is proper. He just looks like he's laboring a little bit. Drysaddle, the same. I don't know if he's injured or if it's a mental thing. I've never never really seen Leon when he gets a cross-ice saucer like that, and he just, like, fell backwards. But we'll get into that in just a minute. Continuing 
with the Crown Royal scoring summary. In the second period, it was Joe Pavelski getting on the board from Rupe Hintz and Miral Heiskanen. That one was the one where Philip Broberg tries to take the puck up the ice all by himself, can't gain the zone, loses it, attempts to change, but then doesn't attempt to change, tries to beeline it back to the net. And when you guess it, it's Darnell Nurse once again, left out to dry, bing, bang, boom, back of the net. That sucked, Bag Milk. The thing that bothered me about that one is that Broberg had a handful of different things he could have done there. He overlooked a pass. He overlooked just dumping it in. He tried to do a little soft backhand chip into the zone, and it just went as poorly as one could possibly go on a play like that. He just needs to simplify it a little bit right now. The guy did not play. Did he play after that? Because I'm uh, like, I don't think so. Barely looking at the ice time right now, five forty-six. Yeah. He barely played after that. Like those are mistakes that are ending up in the back of the Oilers net. And you know, I hate to hang a, a loss on that guy. Cause it's not just one person, but it's kind of like a death by a thousand cuts right now. Things that are going wrong are winding up in the back of the net. And those are just mistakes that can't happen, unfortunately. And he paid the price for it tonight with his ice time. Yep, I see March said Broberg did nothing good tonight, unfortunately. Sad face. I also can't see it because it was before we went live, but somebody commented on after that goal and they said, I really like Bro Beans, so I'm going to find a way to blame this on somebody else and not on Philip Broberg. Hey, I like your I like your creativity to get out of that one, but clearly Jay Woodcroft does not subscribe to that line of thinking, and he sat yeah. his ass down yeah, on he that sure bench. Did. There aren't many uh, currencies for a coach in the NHL, but ice time is certainly one of them. And Broberg definitely paid the price for that mistake. Yep. And then it continued on. It was Rupe Hints again in the second period. It made it 3-1 for the Stars. I believe for me, I had Nurse and CeCe. I don't know, dude. I was saying today, I'm having a hard time watching Cody CeCe play hockey right now. It is either turning the puck over or he's not bad winning a battle on the boards or he's not clearing the front of the net. It's getting hard to watch out there. And it's the thing is I'm like, I don't know. I could probably think of two other D men that are worse than him. So you're just kind of stuck with it. But uh, it wasn't the best night for Cody CC in my opinion, bag milk. And it bums me. I thought Cody CC actually had a really solid start to the season, but tonight was not his night. I just think back to that pinch on the blue line. That was kind of needless to make in the moment. You know, he still got an assist tonight, I guess, two shots on that in 17-16, but it wasn't his night. I think there was a lot of mistakes made by the defense. And unfortunately, nine games in, there's some of those details that we would have hoped would have been cleared up by now. Yep, I couldn't have said that better myself. Then continuing in the third period, it's Rupe hints again. The Oilers can't finish. They really couldn't finish tonight, really. Oh. For the first two and a half periods, it felt like maybe two and one quarter. But uh, yeah, dry can't finish. Stars come back down the ice. And their top line, we said it before, they're a wagon. They might not be great on the power play, but if you give them an odd man rush with a three-on-one or a two-on-one or whatever it is, they're going to find a way to bury that's exactly what they did. It was Rupe Hints from Pavelski and Robertson. You could hear it. You could feel it from here. The energy getting kind of sucked out of that building. It sounded very quiet. And uh, where was your confidence level at that point, Bag Milk? Not great. I'm not going to lie to you. Things got a little dark. Shea Castle Milk. It was uh, <laughs> one of those ones where you get up. You know, you pace around the room a little bit. Maybe you, maybe you drop a, an, a swear word or two. Drop a couple of nickels in the swear jar. Because you're cursing at the TV when you shouldn't be. Scared the dog. He left the room. All of this is just bad news. 
I don't like to be stressing like this. This season was supposed to be fun. And to this point, we've only had fun a couple of times. And that is no bueno. I'm tired of it. I don't like it. And I'm sick of it. Let's go. Let's pick it up. At least they play Nashville on Saturday, right? Right? Glass half full, BM. That's my kind of guy. You said you weren't having fun. Speaking of fun, then the Sam Gagne parade came to town, baby. It was a great, great thing to see him be able to bury one, poke one in. We were freaking out the office. I didn't even, couldn't tell if it was Sam Gagne or not who was able to poke that one in. And then he comes out of the huddle there. Pat, do you have it you for ready me? Right to get here? fired up. Yeah, give this. I could watch this a hundred times over and over and over. Just look at that beautiful yeah. face. He's so happy. I want that. I want that on a poster. I want that on a t-shirt. I want that everywhere. It was electric. The building absolutely exploded. The Sam, correct me if I'm wrong. I wasn't at the game, but I thought I was hearing Sam Gagne chants, right, BM? I was hearing them too. I was looking on Twitter and there was a lot of people talking about Sam Gagne, uh, Sam Gagne chants. Love to see it. He was fired up. You knew the guy was going to be ready to go to play in his first NHL game with the Oilers since 2020 when he got traded to Detroit for Andreas. I'm going to see you, but we don't have to talk about what happened there. It's just, you knew he was going to be fired up to play and the boys were excited for him. And what I, I didn't expect him to score two goals, mind you. But I just, the thing that bums me out is yes, the Oilers lost the game, but what upsets me most is that we didn't get Sam Gagne powered comeback for the ages in the third period. The fact that they couldn't get that fourth goal and push it into OT is probably the most annoying thing of all because man, he was so jacked up on those two goals. I loved it. I love Sam Gagne and I'm so happy he's back. This is just everything. I had a buddy text me today and he's like, I don't understand all the Sam Gagne hype. Like, why is everybody making such a big deal out of this? To be fair, I was like, yeah, I don't know. He'll probably only play Limited ice time tonight. Boy, was I wrong because he was cycling out there for the last 10 minutes of the game. I really wanted to go to overtime and see Sam Gagne out there because he was buzzing and it continues on. We got our third goal. It was a kind of a weird play right off to face off. It kind of felt like everybody stopped playing. And then Evander Kane was like, okay, I'll take the puck. He skirts up the ice. He's able to like, I think it was one-handed, poke it over to Sam Gagne. He gets it in. The place blows up even more. The goals, man, I love the Oilers goal song. I can't get enough of it. It's the catchiest thing in the world. I was screaming it here at the office. It was such a good time. I had all the confidence in the world. I've said so far this season that it feels different because when we're down, I don't have any confidence. I had a little bit more today, but boom, when Sam Gagne was doing that, I had I had all the belief he was going to get eight points in that third period alone, Bagmill. Yeah, he looked like he was going to get eight points, and it looked like that's what it was going to take a Sam Gagne to get an eight-point night for to get us back in this game. But, man, he was jacked up, and the, the crowd just loved seeing him, just loved seeing him from the start when he was in an Oilers jersey. So, again, to get two goals, and those are greasy goals too, dude. Like, the Oilers haven't scored nearly enough garbage goals from right in the crease like that. So to see Sam Gagne come in and get two, we need more of that. And I hope more of the boys kind of rally around that idea of crashing the crease and picking up the garbage because the city loves that. That stuff just as much as the highlight real goals. Yep. Also, another thing for Sam, he was winning face-off tonight as well. There was a moment we put power play two out to end the second period, and he won back-to-back two offensive draws to keep it going in there. It's depth scoring? Never heard of her. But now we might have one. We might have something here. I would like to see, I really wanted to see him keep playing with Evander Kane because they look like they really had something going on right there. I don't know if it will 
continue to carry over. But man, if you could find a way to incorporate Sam Gagne into that top nine that we've been rolling, you know, the third line didn't produce again tonight. This is probably one of their least noticeable games. I didn't think they were that great tonight. I saw somebody pointing out in the chat here and they said that Dylan Holloway reminds them of Nail Yakupov. Oh, how just, dare you? I know. I didn't, I don't like that, but I got to bring it up. How dare you? He, just, he just skates around and doesn't really do anything. What do you think about that? I, I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little harsh, no? I think it's a little harsh. A little harsh. A little accurate. I mean, yeah, now I'm thinking about it. I can see some bees chasing after Dylan Holloway from time to time, but like, I still feel like it's a little bit harsh. <laughs> but the yeah. problem is those guys just can't close. They can't close because right now none of them seem to have hands, and that's what bothers me most. Like Ryan McLeod, I picked him to score a 20 goal, have a 20 goal season. Right now he just kind of looks like a fast guy, and that bums me out to the nth degree. Now I, uh, I did being chased by bees. I don't like it, Aaron. What's going on? I did think that uh, Ryan McLeod, he had a little bit better of a game for me tonight, but once again, he's just kind of, oh my God, we have breaking news here on the screen. Do you see it, Patrick? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bring him in. Bring him in. He's got a Good fire evening. on his <laughs> Where are we up to? Well, we're just finishing the scoring summary, and then we're going to get into the good, bad, and oily. If you hear that voice, ladies and gentlemen, that is my Englishman. That is Mr. Liam Horbin. Liam, banana counter tonight? No bananas. I wasn't going to come on because I'm a little bit sick, but I am I am frustrated to say the least that okay. a 34-year-old Sam Gagne had to come into this team <laughs> to give them any kind of life. Like, how right? pathetic is this at the moment? Sam Gagne didn't have hips like six months ago. <laughs> but somehow he is like the only player that wants to go crash into the net and do anything about trying to score a goal. And then even after that, the Oilers still couldn't manage to rally and didn't even put him out as the extra man. I thought that was crazy. That's basically what I wanted to say. Well, now that we're all here, let's get into the good, bad, and the oily presented by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, Liam. It's making new ones, buddy. (laughs) Alberta Blue Cross, travel insurance, protects your memories, and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel. For more information. Okay, Pat, let's start off with the good. It's obvious as hell. It was the really the only good that kind of came out of this game. Sam Gagne is able to put two in the back of the net. He played 13 minutes exactly on the ice. I thought we were going to get six or seven minutes from him. But in the third period, you ride the hot hand. You let it go. You pair him with Evander Kane. I thought he was great. Liam, break down my 34-year-old hips for me. <laughs> he was awesome. And I mean, the fact that Connor Brown went out of the lineup kind of obviously helped him and was able to elevate him up the lineup a little bit. But finally, someone took the opportunity that they were given and ran with it. We have not seen enough from the Oilers so far this season. And I'm glad Gagne was able to do it. It's just so damn bad that we can't talk about how great he was with connected with an Oilers victory. And the fact that like the, it took so long for the arena to actually have like a moment like that this season. And they were down four, two is, is crazy. Like the others actually played pretty well t- tonight, all things considered, but obviously Gagne is the good in all of this. Bag milk. You had a hilarious tweet um, from Adam Ernie's perspective. What do you think Adam Ernie's thinking right now? <laughs> I, I- I mean, the other day, Jay Woodcroft said Adam Ernie is unfortunately, I'm paraphrasing, the casualty of no one producing anything in the bottom six. Well, Sam Gagne stepped in and he's trying to drag this team to victory himself. So, I mean, Adam Ernie is just kind of probably looking at it going like, 
come on, man. No one else scored tonight. Sam Gagne is the one and I'm the one that's getting sent down to Bakersfield. So I imagine he's kind of pissed off. I imagine he's kind of like, and then I imagine he's kind of like, what do I got to do to get back up there? Cause I don't want to ride the bus down in Bakersfield. Yep. Those new hips, Liam, they do not lie. They just deliver. They just deliver points. They were shaking tonight. They were. I see David Quadrelli is in the chat right now, trying to get the Canucks as a topic of conversation. Everybody, you go at quads right now, okay? You let him know. Oh my God. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? There's no way that quads is. How can I be multitasking? There's no way that I'm in the chat and I'm here watching the post game show. I'm such a rascal sometimes. I don't even know why I'm still awake. It's way past my bedtime. I've got a juice box and a sippy cup and a fruit by the foot, but I won't eat the whole thing because it's late. <laughs> well, thank you for that, David. I really appreciate that. That was, I didn't, I, didn't expect, I didn't send you a link earlier. I didn't know you could pop in like that, but okay, let's keep going through here. The bad, there was, there were several things you could have picked from tonight, but we decided to go with Bill up Broberg. Now, I know it's tough to be the only bad, like I'm not, putting this game on Philip Broberg by any chance. It could also be for me. I had odd man rushes that we gave up. How many of those um, turnovers in our own end, man, there was one play by Dylan Holloway in the first period. He backhanded one off the glass, like so lazily their D man comes in, picks it up off the line, blasts one in. Thank God they didn't score. But Liam, the Philip Broberg, trying to take it all on his own, loses the puck, tries to change, doesn't change, tries to come back, gets scored on. That was awful. Yeah, that is, uh, that's not going to help his reputation now, is it? Um, you know, I, you kind of feel bad for him in the moment because clearly it's a guy who is trying to find his feet in the league and is showing a little bit of confidence in trying to do what he did, but he's just like, oh man, like there is multiple opportunities for you to avoid that play and he just couldn't. And I mean, the loss obviously isn't on him. There were so many other plays in there too, like Cody CC's pinch on the first goal, Evan Bouchard's lack of awareness again on the fourth goal. Just a tough one for Broberg. I'm sure the Oilers will definitely reward, not reward him or whatever you want to say. Like, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Philip Broberg send down the Bakersfield pretty quick here. Yeah, I see Nate Hayen here said Broberg made one mistake tonight. Yeah, and it was a hell of a mistake that clearly the coach agrees because he sat his ass down. But that is also a little bit of BS too from Woodcroft to allow Broberg to make that one mistake. And it was only this time last week that we saw Evan Bouchard make three mistakes that led to three goals too, and he didn't get parked once. And then the following night was able to bounce back. Yes, got demoted to the third pairing but still got to play 20 minutes. And it's just like, it's not fair to hold some players accountable and others not. And I would like to see Woodcroft be more consistent in that thing. I think Broberg should have been held accountable for that mistake. It was right for Woodcroft to do it, but other players deserve that same treatment too. Yeah, I don't know about the fair aspects, but I kind of get what you're coming from with that. I can I can get down that a little bag milk. Broberg, still with Ekholm. Where are you coming out on this? Do you still want him on that pair? What do you think going forward for Philip Broberg? Oh, he's driving me nuts right now. I got. I'm not gonna lie to you, but Liam's 100 percent right. The way that Woodcroft handled Bouchard compared to the way that he handled Broberg tonight, they're, they're just 
they're they're vastly different. And I guess that's a little bit confusing. I guess maybe Bouchard is more of a quote unquote proven commodity on the offensive side of the puck more so than Broberg. But yeah, it just seems odd. I just, this year is such a big one for Broberg because if this is indeed Ken Holland's last year's general manager, the next guy's not going to have any loyalty to the player, maybe like Ken Holland does. And I wonder if that means that if he doesn't kind of, you know, it could be a chip down the line to see if they can bolster somewhere else. I just, I'm cheering for the guy. He's still very, very young. It's weird to pile on him after a mistake like that. Cause when you play young players in the national hockey league, they're going to make mistakes. This is the best league on earth for a reason. And it's kind of, that's kind of what happens sometimes when you play young kids. But at this stage of the season, when the Oilers have only got two wins, those are the ones that people are going to be talking about. It proved costly, especially when you lose by one goal and it's going to be tough for him. I think he'll be back in the lineup next game. Obviously, I think we're probably going to go 11-7 again. I just, we'll see how much he actually plays. Yeah, I see Brad Neske in here said, Bouchard has made even worse mistakes multiple times in the same game. Broberg has been decent. Then Cato comes in with, can Broberg do what Bouchard does offensively, though? That's the only reason he wasn't treated the same. I agree with that aspect. True. Yeah, it, it is true. There's no doubt about it, but also... Like Nurse can play offense too if you needed him to. Ekholm can as well, right? I just think, again, like we saw it in the playoffs when Dejanay got sat basically for an entire game against LA and the same with Clem Costin. And it's like, why is it okay to do to those players who, I, I get it, there's like certain aspects of the game they're not that good at in other ones as compared to other players. But then Clem Costin goes on and scores big goals in that series too and he's still benched. So it's just like Woodcroft kind of has this weird trend going on right now and I wish he would just change things a little bit. And in my as to my comment saying that maybe Broberg will get sent down, I think the Oilers just need 12 forwards. I think they need 12 forwards and Broberg might just have to be the casualty for that because he's waiver exempt. Yep, that's a pretty good point. I'm just catching up here in the chat saying, interesting take, Broberg gets sent down, Yanmark out, Brown out, McDavid hurts to sit them. Who gets called up? Who would you, who would you call up, Liam? Lavoie. No obviously. <laughs> yes. The funny thing is, is like there's a bunch of injuries in Bakersfield too, like Lane Peterson's injured, uh, Drake Kajula is injured. Maybe Kajula would be the good answer, though, once he's healthy. Because if guys are coming up who've already been here, like Sam Gagne, and scoring two goals, then maybe Kajula can come up and do the same. Yep, everybody in here seems to be greening with you here, Liam. They said Liam's making an awesome point. Patrick said Liam equals daddy. So that, I think, is I think that is genuinely positive. But okay, let's get into the oily here, Patrick. There's, an, there's been enough negative in this yeah. already. Um, what do we got for the oily? <laughs> it's also Sam Gagne. We don't need to spend much time on this. It was just fantastic to see him out there. I could only beat a dead horse so much. I loved it. I might have to change my new lock screen to that photo right there because that was electric. There was nothing better than that. I've seen Waz in here, and I saw it a couple earlier. Ben Gleason season. Are we getting to that point, Liam? Um, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, desperate times call for desperate measures. I don't know if Ben Gleason's much better than Philip Broberg. Actually, I would say he's probably not better than Philip Broberg. No, I don't think we're near Ben Gleason territory. I think we're, we're near, we need just more help in the forward group. And there was some stuff I was thinking about tonight too. Like we've spoke about it on numerous shows of like, or the Oilers don't have the same bottom six as like what Dallas do, for example. It's like, yeah, but then you go and look at the contracts a lot of those Dallas players have and 
They're not supposed to be bottom six forwards. Like Tyler Sagan's not supposed to be a third line centerman, and uh, Mason Marchman's supposed to be a top six winger. Isn't he making like four million or something like that? And like now you look at this Oilers bottom six, and it's just like you have to have a guy like Sam Gagne come in and score you a couple of goals. So the Oilers' money is combined into their top six rather than just spread out everywhere, and they just need more help in within the depth of the forward group. I think. Yep, I agree with that. So that kind of does it for the good, bad, and the oily presented by Alberta Blue Cross. But I guess, Liam, I want to pick your brain on this. Bag milk, you too. We talked about it before. Is McDavid still looks like he's limbering a little bit out there? Do you think he's still feeling the effects of something? And what do you think's kind of up with Leon Dreisaitl, or if anything? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, I think McDavid probably is still not a hundred percent. I mean, he's had a few days off now though. Right. So you'd think he'd be getting closer and closer. I just think Dallas is also a pretty good team in the same breath. Right. They're able to like neutralize things a little bit more and dry side. I think honestly, I think he's just kind of going through a bit of a bad luck at the moment. He's getting the opportunities, right? Like most times you see dry saddle in the slot, he's probably going to be able to score it. And the, then he whiffs at the end of the game on that power play shot or whatever the empty net shot, whatever it was like, you're not seeing that ever from Leon dry I think he's just maybe a bit of frustration in his game right now, but once he gets one, he'll be fine. Bag milk. Yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about Leon at all. He just looks like he's battling a little bit of snake bite right now. Like, I when do you see Leon miss that many grade A chances? He had spots where from his office on the power play where like Liam said he whiffed on it. He had some right in the slot where he couldn't bury him. He's going to be completely fine, but I do think Connor's battling some right now. He looks like he's off by like a quarter turn. You know, just he's still flying, he's still buzzing, he's still kind of cruising around, but just something's not quite right with him. And I just uh, I, I'm hopeful that I was hopeful that after that, what was it? Four days off since the heritage classic that he kind of have a little bit of time to recover, you know, sleep in the hyperbaric chamber the entire time, just not move from there. But uh, maybe it just might take him a minute. So a little bit more concerned about Connor just because we love him. So, and we need him to do stuff, especially when no one else can score, but I'm definitely not worried about Leon. 
Yep. Nate here says McDavid's still injured. Dry settle lacked effort. I don't know about that. I can't really get down with that. I just think, yeah, it was bad luck, bad bounces. Liam, like you said, you don't really ever see Leon in his office there and like completely miss the puck yeah. and fall back. Just some bad bounces. Hey, to be to be good, you gotta be lucky. To be lucky, you gotta be good. So it just all kind of comes together there. I see something in here that Gina says apparently Connor Brown's injury is muscular, according to Woody. So I guess both Connors have the same issue. Yeah, I couldn't really tell what happened to Connor Brown watching here from at the office. Did you guys see? I also have a muscular injury, Aaron. It's my heart. It is the largest <laughs> muscle, and it's it's very painful right now. Sorry, go ahead, Liam. I'm going to cut you off. I was actually going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's suffering uh, from a broken heart. Yes. Uh, it looked like he kind of pushed off from a face-off to get some some gap there, and then just that was it, basically. Just off the face-off, a little stretch. And then he went to the bench, and we never saw him again. So people are finally getting what they want, and Connor, and Connor Brown... He's not hitting a 10-game mark anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I see Pratneski said, seems like he was chewing on that mouth guard just fine to me. And then the Oilers fans are coming in here now. L team, LMFAO team is crap. Team is trash. Oh, yeah, it's all coming yeah. in here now. Oh, my God. The, good, so the good part about it is, though, people can only comment in the YouTube chat is if, if they subscribe. So thank you very much for subscribing. Yeah. <laughs> that's great subscribe you can just shit all over us that's fine too no, exactly hey i'm okay with that and if you're gonna subscribe you might as well like the video because 89 is the goal and we need to do everything to keep sam gagne looking that good out there on the ice so now that leads me to my DoorDash hot and cold performer of the game for a limited time our listeners can get 25 percent off and zero delivery fees on their first order of 15 dollars or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25, I didn't hear anyone say ding dong that whole time. So that kind of upsets me right there. Ding but dong. I DoorDash bag right here. And Kennedy printed this out for me beforehand. My hot performer is Sam Gagne. He's going to be it for everything today because he was fantastic. It could be a Vander Kane. I would be very okay with the Vander Kane. I might just get this tattooed on my laptop right here. Just just like that. But I thought Sam Gagne, absolutely fantastic. For other hot performers, I think I would go Evander Kane. Bag Milk, who stood out to you for your DoorDash hot performer of the game? DoorDash hot performer, it's got to be Sam. Third tour of duty. That was his 453rd game as an oiler. That is 1,016 regular season games for the guy who that the Oilers drafted oh so many years ago. It was just fun to see him back. And there's unfortunately not too, too many hot performers to choose from in a game where the Oilers lose, but you got to give it to Sam Gagne. He, got, he at least gave the crowd something to cheer for. Liam? A fun fact about Sam Gagne before I give you my hot performer. When I lived in Canada in 2007 before moving back to England, Sam Gagne was the first Edmonton Oiler I ever knew because that's when the Oilers drafted him. And I didn't really know what was happening and why the league was just picking these random 18-year-olds and telling them what team they now played on. But anyways, my hot performer, I'll give it to Warren Fogle just to be off the board a little bit. Can't doubt the effort from that man. The fact he was able to put Miro Heiskanen on the blender like he did was pretty impressive. Would have loved it if he hit the net. Would have loved it even more if he scored a goal. But 
Warren Fogel, he's uh, he's taking his opportunity in that top six. Uh, so that top line with Drysdale and McDavid doing a pretty good job the two games. So I'll give him some credit tonight. It's so yep. weird that Warren Fogel can't score in a breakaway. It is so weird. I don't it's, know how it's amazing. I don't know how many chances he's had over the last two years, but he just can't buy one. Like you'd think accidentally he'd fall down and the puck would roll in the net somehow, but it just, it never goes his way and it's puzzling. I don't understand what we need to do. I don't have any answers for you, bag milk. I see some other people in here. Duke said that Liam is his hot performer every day. So there you go. You're changing the name of the show to hot performer every day. Lance (laughs) said Skinner hot performer of the night. He played well. Let me ask that. What do you guys think of Stuart Skinner tonight? He made 23 saves on 27 shots. Not going to really help those numbers getting back to start with a nine on the old save percentage there. But uh, Liam, what do you think of Stu tonight? I mean, I actually think the Matt Deshane goal wasn't that good on his part. I think he could have probably probably stopped that one. But again, it was a a two-on-one. What was it? The Hints won the second... First hints one was that the three on one, so that's yep. not ideal. And then the third hints, the second hints one was also just like terrible effort from Bouchard, and I can't even remember the other one. I think he was fine, but again, it was just one of those games where it's like, ah, oh, if your goalie actually made a big save, like it would have been great. But overall, like you can't blame your goaltender when the defensive effort in front isn't good enough again. Yep. For me, it was the defensive breakdowns, the odd man rushes. It it was too much and it was happening way too early and often. Bag milk, thoughts on Stu? Yeah, it's not Stu's fault the Oilers lost today. I don't, I, I just, I don't buy that. I don't think that people probably think that. But like Liam said, sometimes the defensive breakdowns and the giveaways and the way that the, the Dallas Stars are really good at turning the puck around and sending it up the other way on the ice. And the Oilers had a hard time handling it. And their defense kind of broke down. It gave up some odd man rushes. And sometimes, you know, Stu, I wish you'd bail him out, but sometimes you just go, fuck, what can you do on that play? Like I would have liked the Duchesne goal back. I would have at some point you'd like your starter to make that save and kind of kick it away and go. Yeah, we got out of that mess. But other than that, it's hard to fault him on the other ones. Yep. Rust Offerson says Stu was pedestrian. Maynard asked, can we just ride Campbell for three to four games? Why? I mean, he's probably going to get the next one, right? You would think Liam. I mean, probably, but why do we need to ride Campbell for three or four games yeah. when Skinner's, earn the opportunity to be in there, right? Like that Rangers game, I think the Rangers had to score three legit goals to beat him. Then he goes and wins the Battle of Alberta, and now it's it's his crease. And I don't know if Skinner necessarily lost the crease tonight. And I don't know if Campbell's ever really hasn't done much since the Nashville game to like earn the crease back at the same time, right? Like Minnesota game was good, but also you allow six, seven goals, whatever it was, right? Like Campbell's got to be a bit better before you can just give him a leash of three or four games in a row. Yeah, I agree. Let's string two games together for a goaltender on our team. And then we can start to talk about that. But uh, we gave our hot performer. I'm going to give my DoorDash cold performer to the Edmonton Oilers power play tonight. It went over four. It now I don't want to like sit here and nitpick because I mean, I know they had chances. They had opportunities. It just didn't feel the way it normally feels. You know what I mean? It was rare too. At the end of the second period, you never see power play two get any ice time. And they got two consecutive offensive draws, which Sam Gagne won those draws. But for me tonight, it was the power play. 
Liam, what did you think of that? And do you have any cult performers besides the ones we've already mentioned? <laughs> yeah, the, do you know what actually irked me quite a bit about the power play tonight is the fact there was so there was what two minutes six seconds or whatever it was in the third period, uh, second period on that power play, and you're in a game where you need that goal badly, and your first unit just goes off the ice, and I get it, like maybe the second unit's going a little bit better and stuff like that. But also that first unit's always your best opportunity to score. And those guys should basically send those other that second unit back to the bench and say, no, we're going to do this ourselves. And it, from that point on, that just I honestly made me lose a little bit of belief in the way the game was going to go. And I'm sure many others too, like it was 3-1 at that point. It's like, why why do you not want to be on the ice for this pivotal moment? That, it really bothered me. Um, I'll say the penalty kill. The Dallas Stars are an 8% power play, and they still manage to score on this Oilers penalty kill. It's just like special teams in general has not been the Oilers' friend this last little bit here. Yep, Bagnoak, any cold performers for you? Yeah, I was going to go with the special teams too. It's just I don't understand what's going on with the power play. Last year, even if we had performances where maybe lackadaisical, where there was mistakes happening and the Oilers looked a little bit sloppy or anything like that, the power play would come through and save them and they would find ways to win the game. But right now, it's just it's ice cold. And it's like teams have just... Well, the, I know the Stars have a, a very good PK, but it's like they were completely prepared for whatever the Oilers were trying to do. Eventually, they just started throwing them all out to Bouchard and he was bombing away from the point. That's not the way that they generally score on the power play, but they have to figure out different looks. They have to figure out different kind of combos when teams are going to clog up that crossing pass to Dreisaitl or just when Dreisaitl's whiffing on them and it's not as night like it was tonight. So the special teams were rough. The... The Oilers only got two power or took two penalties, I should say, and they gave up a goal on one of them. So there's not much to like when it comes to the special teams. Yeah, I'm seeing people in here. Patrick said, our record is the cold performer. Hey, there you go. You can go with that one. Cold performer has to go to dry settle. By his standards, he was ice cold. Nate, dry, ice cold. Prod, woo. Connor was playing like he didn't want to damage his new teeth. That's right. He was just working in his new, he's just working his new teeth. That's totally understandable. Everybody knows that takes a couple games to get into that. There's a lot of cold performers you could go with tonight. I mean, it's the moral victory thing. It wasn't going the way we wanted, but it's classic Oiler fan. I saw some things there in the third that at least depth scoring wise that I'm curious to see what maybe some new line combos will be in the next game. I saw somebody in here put Sam Gagne and Evander Kane need to get an apartment together. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that duo together there, Liam? They were really taken over at the end of the game. Yeah, they were the only two that really were busting a bit of an effort tonight to score some goals. It, it felt like every time they were out there, it was um, it was positive on, on their part. Uh I don't know what you do for lines at the moment with Brown out, like his Yam, when's Yam Mark back, right? Like there's just a couple of guys I'm missing from this team. I love Derek Ryan. He's not an everyday NHLer right now, unfortunately. And he, the, you know, there's probably need to figure something out there too. Like, I don't know. I really don't have the answer for you at the moment because we, we don't know what Connor Brown is. And I, I think if Sam Gagne is in your top six on a consistent basis, then it's probably not good. Yep, that is very fair. Uh, I see Bryson here is talking about, bro, split up McDry. Bag milk? Thoughts? 
I, I mean, I would have loved them to split up McDavid and Drysaddle this whole time. I think that the team is more balanced and deep when those two are playing apart. And you're we're supposed to throw those two together when you need a nuclear deterrent. That's what we always hear, the nuclear deterrent. Well, right now, they're not really getting a whole lot done. So maybe it's time to kind of spread them out. Maybe you'll get more favorable matchups for one or both of them if you do that. Maybe you stack them up with Nugent Hopkins as the third line center. I know a lot of this kind of hinges on what Liam said. There's some injuries. Who are you going to call up? How long is Connor Brown out? Will we see him in the playoffs? Wait a minute. Did those games count in the playoffs if he just came down and did like a, uh, like a Kucherov and popped down on week one? I think it's regular season games. All right. So we'll talk about that later. But anyway, <laughs> you got to shake it up. So to the commenter, yeah, I'd love to see them split up Connor and Leon. I, I just, if Connor's a little bit hurt, maybe they can't do it. Maybe. I don't know. I probably, that, that, that would be the only thing I would think too, is if, if McDavid is still laboring a little bit, maybe they just want to keep him together until he's fully healthy. But Nashville is uh, is on Saturday and Leon Dreisaitl owns Nashville. So maybe it's a game you can kind of spread it out. But I, I like the idea too, like Bag Milk said, of just going the three big guns down the middle, Dreisaitl, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, put Ryan McLeod on the fourth line. I think that's where he's best off, to be honest, is that fourth line sentiment. And then give it a go. See what happens. Like the Vegas Golden Knights have an incredibly deep team because they spread everything out and they allow players to thrive and, and play good minutes. The others need to find a way to do that. For example, tonight, they obviously circumstances are a little different because Connor Brown got hurt. Gagne plays 13 minutes and scores two goals. The belief needs to be there from Woodcroft for all these players. And maybe that's what will help them get some more goals in there. They also need healthy forwards. So that would probably be helpful too. Yeah, all this kind of comes with an asterisk once we find out what's going to be there. But we put a poll in the YouTube chat. Should we split up Connor and Drysdale next game? And it is a resounding yes with 84% of the votes. I think most people are kind of agree with that. I've always thought of Connor and Leon as the break glass in case of emergency. So my mindset is always start the game with them separately. You can always put them back together if things aren't going the way you want. That's just me. That's just my thoughts. You know what else is in my thoughts all the time, Liam? That's Wendy's, baby. And (laughs) Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year and daily face-off. For those of you who smoked a competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes that have you savoring the true taste of victory. But if your fantasy team doesn't deliver you a W, Get the new Wendy's barbecue bacon cheeseburger delivered to your door instead. How would you do that? DoorDash. Ding dong. Baby. Ding dong. Two sponsors in one. Uh, Liam, I picked Tim Stutzla to get a point in the daily face-off survivor thing today. I'm out. I'm going to have to get a sad junior bacon cheeseburger on the way home and buy it myself. I am. Uh, I'm thriving. I did the Montreal Canadiens over 15 and a half hits. What did they the finish early- with? They're currently at 19 with two minutes left against Arizona. Yeah, you even said that one to me today. We looked up. We said they averaged like 21 hits a game. Why didn't I do that? Stupid. They're like first in the league. (laughs) Uh, Bag Milk, have you been playing the Wendy's Daily Survivor game? I was riding with the Habs hits. I'm still in. We're still alive, baby. (laughs) It seemed like such a layup. (laughs) Yeah, I was ready for it. I just like, I saw it. I heard you guys talking about it. And I'm like, damn it, I'm in. (laughs) <laughs> well, at least somebody wants something tonight then. So there you go. Speaking of winning, Bordsy's bankroll was successful again tonight 
we put up uh, the believe the vote. It was like 45% was for Evander Kane to get one plus points. It is always fantastic when your guy. Oh, that's the wrong one. Right that's, there. Not it. that's not it. <laughs> that's the wrong one right there. All good. But it was Evander Kane to get one point. It's so sick when they get that point very early in the game and you're like already counting your money. I was feeling good. I then threw down a couple more bets, which did not hit. But hey, I really threw down on that one. And we're just here for Boardsy's bankroll. So that's a win. Liam Bagmilk, did you guys make any money on Betway tonight? You throw down on anything? I've uh, I've taken a couple of nights off. I need to see the Oilers win consistently before I lay down the the pipe on them. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I got no. I got crushed tonight, Aaron. I just everything that I tried was pain and suffering. So, uh, nope. I had over one and a half total power play goals. Did not get that. I had Nuge to score a power play point. Did not get that. I had Connor and Leon both to score. Nope. Oilers money line. Nope. Might as well just lay down and cry, which I've been doing for quite some time now. When it comes to the team. Hey, well, if this makes you feel better, Lance said it's still a cup year, Boardsy. Hope will never die, ladies and gentlemen, and we will always have it here inside the Sports Closet Studio. So looking ahead to our next matchup, it's Smashville. It's Saturday. It's a day game. So that's that's a little bit different. I know. I think it's me and Coomzy on Saturday for After Dark. It will not be dark out there. But I would like to ask you, gentlemen, for your score predictions and maybe give the viewers a little bit of confidence. We saw good things to end that game. We saw the boys buzzing. No, it wasn't the bees chasing Dylan Holloway. It was Sam Gagne getting to the dirty areas. Bag milk. Where's your confidence level after the next game? And give me a score prediction. Thankfully, it's the Nashville Predators, so the confidence is high. For some reason, the Oilers can't lose against the Preds if they try. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. I, uh, I, I four two win, lock it in. Leon Drysaddle, all four goals. I assume that's what's going to happen. Then we're probably going to go right back in the shitter, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Life is a highway. I'm going to ride it all night long. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to feel anymore. I will say, I, I bet Evander Kane gets one. The full goal or grab one. And I'll say the others will win 4-2. Take one out of Bag Melt's pocket there. Yeah, I think I'm going to go. I always feel confident with the over when we play Nashville. So obviously you're going to smash a Leon goal. I'd probably take the over. Might even puck line. I, is it coming out of my mouth? I know how stupid it sounds <laughs> after everything we just watched tonight. But I'm a crazy person, and that's just who I am. Patrick, you got any prediction? Uh, you know, I like to see another one from Sam Gagne, and I'm feeling good about the Oilers. Drysaddle might find himself again. Yeah, let's let's bump the number to like six two. I think nice. Nashville. Although it is a matinee, five two. Yeah, the matinee games have never really treated the Edmonton Oilers properly. Also, mm. it looks like a party on this screen right now. Going on. Right here, and then little all bag milk standing. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, bag milk, I see it is here in the chat. So if he is present, Lucifer, are you there? And do you have anything to fire up the fans with? <laughs> Hello? 
what the hell's going on? I had to wait until the end of the fucking show so I get invited in here. Here I am, the Oilers lose again. I can see the chat's absolutely buzzing. Everybody's angry, and all I can sit here and think is, oh, yeah, Satan likes the way this is going. Satan likes the anger that's building up in Alberta right now. So first, I give Flames fans a 4-3 loss to the Stars last night. Then I follow it up with a 4-3 loss to the Oilers tonight. Both of you idiots look like your fucking season's in the this is great for Satan. I'm having a great time. I love it. Good news is I did win in the survivor pool, and I'm excited to win a barbecue bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> um, Satan, one last question before before you bounce here. Um, what do you think about the Oilers once again getting goalied by a backup goaltender that on pre-gaming we were very excited to see? Well, I mean, how long have you been an Oilers fan for, you know? If you've never expected this to happen before, then you just haven't been paying attention. The thing about being an Oilers fan is there's death, there's taxes, and then there's getting shut out by a backup goaltender, which is exactly what happened by Scott Wedgwood tonight. Expect it to happen the next time. Frankly, if I was other teams, I'd just play the backup all the time. I don't know what any of you idiots are betting against it. It sure is the fucking sun coming up <laughs> well thank you for that satan i really appreciate it it's talking it out talking it through with the dark lord himself i think that's i think that's beneficial for everybody yeah, i also yeah. always think about the people who listen to this in their cars the next day and then Satan <laughs> just comes blasting through the speakers right there if they've never listened before that'd be a good time but uh gentlemen i want to say thank you for joining me tonight we all kind of talked ourselves off the ledge there. It was so close. I was so confident that we were going to go to overtime mm -hmm. and we were going to get maybe Sam get out there for the shootout. That would have been nice, but That'd Hey, cool. we don't live in that, in that world. We'll be back again on Saturday. Tomorrow we have a new edition of Oilers nation every day with me and the guy. Nay. Nope. There it is. There it is. There it is. I'm not there tomorrow. <gasps> I have the day off tomorrow, folks. Farewell until Monday. That's why I kind of came on tonight. I need, I couldn't let this sit. Nice. Wow. Okay. Maybe I should produce from the other side of the couch tomorrow and take your spot. Let's go. Get a little extra screen time. There you go. Egg Milk, Liam, Patrick, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you to everybody in the chat. Big thank you to our sponsors, Crown Royal, DoorDash, Alberta Blue Cross, and Wendy's. And, of course, doing a little Betway, 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 19+. plus. Please play responsibly right there. We'll be back tomorrow on the Oilers Nation YouTube with ONE at noon. And then we'll be doing pre-gaming with Boardsy at noon on Saturday as we got an early start, followed by Oilers Nation After Dark. Wherever you are, wherever you need your Oilers content, Oilers Nation YouTube channel has got you covered. Thank you, everybody. Have a good sleep tonight. And let's get back at him again on Saturday. The hope will never die. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 